Like roaches, politicians in the 1% have a keen instinct for survival. And when people injected with their experimental bioweapons are being stacked like cordwood, they'll need to deflect blame. We take a look at how the death phase of the not-so-great reset is likely to play out and who has been selected to take the fall. The latest news, history, and analysis from the perspective of the first Christians. Tune into the FBN Worldwide 24-7 radio stream. With the single greatest loss of human life now just months away on the horizon as the hijacked immune systems of those injected with the COVID RNA bioweapons turn on their own bodies and they begin dying off by the millions, it would be monumentally naive to think that the people who are responsible didn't think of an exit strategy years ago. I say years because there's nothing experimental about these RNA voodoo juice concoctions. They've been studied and tested for almost 20 years now. When they rolled out the COVID scan, they knew exactly what these vinos, these vaccines in name only, would do. And they also knew they would have to point the finger of blame somewhere other than themselves and the governments that aided and abetted the genocide. As Christians, we need to band together regardless of denomination and form a common defense. One of the Catholics speaking out against the bioweapons and offering sage advice is Brother Bugnolo, a Franciscan friar over at the Vatican. Those making these vaccines know these vaccines will kill you. They know science. They're not stupid. When you spend billions of dollars to build a factory to produce vaccines, you have enough scientists to know that antibody priming will kill you. And we have to face the reality of what's going on that this is the intention. The intention is to exterminate humanity. Somewhere around uh, nearly 2 billion people, I hear it say, have been vaccinated. Now, according to Montagnier, anyone who has taken these vaccines that prime your immune system to react excessively the next time you run into a coronavirus, these all will be dead in two years. In the next two years, we will see 2 billion people die on Earth. If you're in a state like some of my relatives where 85% of the people are vaccinated, everyone on your street will be dead, except you who haven't taken it and the others who haven't taken it. And uh, as an anthropologist, I, I feel uh, strongly motivated to tell you also as a friar that you now you have to start preparing yourself spiritually for this. Because some people are going to uh, be so shocked by it that they're going to lose their minds. They're going to lose their faith. They're going to ask, where is God? Now, how long do you think it will take for the survivors to notice a common denominator between the CEOs of the COVID bioweapon drug companies and the owners of the centralized media outlets that have been pushing the COVID scam and the RNA voodoo injections? Well, not long. And just like 2,000 years ago, the Jesus killers aren't stupid. They're evil, but they're far from stupid. And they know from experience what a mob of pitchforks and torches looks like. Now, here at FBN First News, we're seldom surprised when we look to pre-Nicene Christian history and we find parallels with events of our modern era. And the satanic COVID reset is no exception. And although I'd like to take credit for the insight we're able to project on the show from time to time, the truth is that when I get in over my head, I take advantage of the fact that I can 
get Bishop Andrew Theophilus of the Mercy Night Christian Church on the line to give us the view from 30,000 feet, and this episode was no exception. In fact, Bishop Theophilus says we'll find the background music for today's coming apocalypse being played by Emperor Nero on a lyre, just like it was 2,000 years ago as Rome burned. And now, as then, Christians will be blamed. The year was 64 AD, and Jesus had been murdered by Jews just a few decades earlier. His followers and the apostles had been driven out of Jerusalem by the Pharisees, and many of these new Christians now found themselves living in Rome among the same people that had just killed Christ. To say the situation was awkward and uneasy would be an understatement. Even the Romans weren't sure what to make of these new people, but there was relatively peaceful coexistence among them. Now, for the Jews, it was especially peaceful, and Nero was especially friendly to them. They even made sacrifices in his honor and gave tribute to him in their temple, offering special prayers to their Hebrew deity for his continued success. But that wasn't the case with these new Christians. You see, they sensed that there was a developing problem, and it was a reality that would come to full fruition uh, about 300 years later when the Roman Empire would adopt Christianity as the state religion. But somehow the Jews sensed that these Christians would be a problem centuries ahead of time, even with Jesus no longer physically present. And suddenly, as we so often see with strange events that only they benefit from, Rome was engulfed in flames. Three quarters of mighty Rome was turned to ashes. Qui bono? And also, just as suddenly, the finger of blame was pointed at these new Christians. What was Nero to do? Blame the Jews that were making sacrifices to him in their temple? They were his friends. It had to be these strange new Christians. And so he had them rounded up and fed to dogs and burned at the stake. Five short years later, the Romans would realize the error of their ways when the Jews revolted in Jerusalem and killed thousands of their soldiers using a new warfare tactic called terrorism. Nero made the same mistake other leaders had made before him and would continue to make after him for thousands of years. One is reminded of the famous snake song and poem and the the woman in it as she looks on in astonishment after the snake she saved bites her and the poison courses through her bloodstream. O oh, tender woman, indeed. Of all things ask, what is its nature? This was Nero's mistake. And by the way, the fiddle wouldn't be invented for another thousand years. He played a liar, L-Y-R-E, as Rome burned. Fast forward 2,000 years to today. That burning smell from Rome is the COVID RNA bioweapon injections being plunged into every arm, even children, as quickly as possible. Facts and science be damned. And it's by design. Speed is the key. The plague is fake, but the shedding and the fatal voodoo juice in those syringes is very real. Does it cause sterility? Does it disconnect us from God by removing the VMAT2 gene? Does it destroy or change our immune system, leaving us open to a biological attack later? The rabbit holes are many. You see, they've had 20 years to perfect it, so it's going to take us some time to reverse engineer and study the abomination they've created. For now, we know it kills people, and that alone should be enough for you to stay away from it. 
We know all of them at minimum have been tested using aborted babies. We know that it contravenes scripture as outlined by Paul the Apostle when he says that your body is not your own, it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Allowing genetic level DNA changes to God's perfect creation is forbidden. And of course, just recently we found out that RNA in fact does rewrite DNA. The more we learn, the worse it gets, never the other way around. And now we get to the bad news. As the mass graves are being dug, Satan's children and the government leaders that wallowed in the carnal delights provided by them as payoffs to promote the genocide will point the finger of blame at the unvaxxed. And what better target than the unvaxxed Christians? It'll be just like after Rome burned. It will tear families and friends apart, division on a worldwide scale rarely seen. And as it happens, the Jesus killers will quietly keep instituting their new economic and surveillance systems. Remember, never let a crisis go to waste. The same massive propaganda machine that sold the fake plague is going to be used to blame you for the deaths that they caused with their bioweapons. And we're talking about a lot of death. Uh, I recommend everyone to buy a hazmat suit because you, it is highly likely that you will be asked to help carry the dead to the grave. When this number of people die, they're going to be digging huge mass graves in cemeteries and just throwing the bodies in in body bags. And they'll probably run out of body bags. And so someone has to pick up the bodies and move them and when they're dead. And um, that can be a cause of infection because bodies corrupt, they rot, and all kinds of things get on them. And um, as Christians, this is a duty we have. Burying the dead is a work of mercy, even if the person was damned, okay? And um, uh, let's hope and pray now that the people, as they get sick, start repenting of what they did so that at least they die in the state of grace. And we need to be near and close and friendly to our relatives who have taken the vac. So in the last hours, they know they have someone there to tell them the truth and save their soul. The outcome has yet to be written, but as Christians, we need to be prepared for body disposal, prayers, and last rites for those that submitted to the experimental injections. What's done is done, and we need to be ready for the inevitable aftermath. Remember, the pre-Nicene Christians endured persecution you can't even imagine, including being fed to lions and being burned alive. and. Back when there was only one Bible, the very first Bible compiled in 144 AD, it was the cornerstone of faith and it kept them going during the darkest times. It's not like your giant modern Bible with all the changes and additions that was put together hundreds of years later. You see, the first one is the same today as it was in 144 AD. One gospel, the gospel of the Lord, is received in Revelation by Paul on the road to Damascus in the original ten epistles, Galatians, Corinthians, names you're familiar with. And you can get that Bible for free at theveryfirstbible.org. Now, in part two of this episode, we'll look at practical steps you can take to protect yourself and your family as the end game is rolled out. Remember, what's happening is a worldwide satanic power play and the stakes don't get any higher. What's happening transcends politics, parties, and personalities. Keep your eye on the ball and ignore the kabuki theater around you. 
Now, before we wrap it up, I just want to clear the deck on a couple FBN housekeeping items. We have a system in place now where you can record a message, a question or comment right from your browser and you'll be able to possibly hear it in your own voice on our weekly FBN viewer mail segment. You just uh, click record and click send. Boom, done, that's it. I'll have a link for that in the show notes. And lastly, the FBN First app is now live and ready for download. It has all of our original FBN content in one place. Uh, you can literally take us with you on your phone or tablet. Uh, it's got uh, all the videos, podcasts, articles, dozens of different social media platforms are all together in that one place. All those cats have been herded into one place. And the best part, um, and this actually is why I like it and I actually use it, the best part is that whenever new content comes up, it automatically updates within the app. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to chase the cats around. So not only that, but you can read the very first Bible right from the app without having to jump through any hoops. And I know we're running a little bit long, but I just want to get this last part in. A few days ago, a story came out about Google sneaking in uh, COVID track and trace apps onto phones. Uh, that had been downloading other apps from their Play Store. So that's one more reason why you're not going to find the FBN First app on the Google Play Store. Um, it's not there. You can only get it from the link at thefirstbiblenetwork.com. And remember, we built the app in-house, so we know what's in it. And when it goes out to our viewers and listeners, we know what we're sending them. And they, in turn, know what they're getting. And we want to keep it that way. I'm Darren Kalama saying bye for now from First News on FBN.